Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. My name is Merle Coombs and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. Good, good morning. morning. Thanks for having me. Anytime. You can't get rid of me now. That's good. <laughs> Probably get her addicted to this thing. <laughs> it's nice in the winter when I have time and I'm not uh, super protective of sleeping in on a Sunday morning no, or Saturday. No, it, it is good though. It's a good way to start the day though, right? It you is. get up. And we get chat with uh, to people and yeah. about things we both love to do and yep. and gardening. Hopefully, help people um, get them going in the right direction in gardening because we are in probably one of the most challenging places. We are. In, this is a tricky place to garden. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's and it's a lot of things we love is what makes it tricky. It's those chinooks and yep. those things. And I think because it's so tricky. I don't know. For me, I love it more because those challenges when I can overcome them or work with other people to help them. It just means that much more. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and we're setting up for a pretty good year, I think, because we had some good moisture before everything froze up. Yep. We've had is, good snow coverage. Good snow coverage, snow so it keeps stage. everything frozen, which mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we don't get a whole lot of desiccation. Our trees have yep. taken a beating um, over the last uh, few years. We've had those real dry Decembers where it's plus 10, plus 5, and just dry, yeah. brown, brown, not brown. not protected. Yeah. 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 So this is actually setting up to be uh, a great year for all that. It'll keep all your bulbs and everything frozen. Finally. And, yeah. We deserve it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like some just normality. Yeah. Again, it's all that carbon tax we're paying around the world that's fixing everything already. That's back to normal already. See? Yeah. It's all fixed. Fixed. Good. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. See? It's <laughs> well, easy. I think, you know, Calgary, <laughs> I think Alberta gardeners have an advantage anyway as things change and climates do this or that or weather patterns change. We're already uh, used to sporadic weather. Absolutely. Right? Well, so, and Calgary's very sporadic. It yeah. always has been. The Chinooks are tough on us here. Yeah. We've got, I think I counted five or six hailstorms last summer that was, you know, that oh, was no, really and tough. one end of the city to the other is different. But one thing I have noticed really quite a and not joking about the climate and stuff like that, because pollution mm-hmm. is obviously is not good, and yeah. we all we all want to see like, have some cleaner air. We don't want to live like, in China or India yeah. where you have to wear masks. Smog. And, yeah, it's tough. Um, but I remember like four or five years ago, you'd see that inversion over Calgary. Yeah, and you'd see that the smog and that. Yep. But honestly, last three or four years, two or three years, anyways. There's those are gone. So I'm yeah. going to attribute that to cleaner furnaces, high more high efficiency mm. furnaces. Yeah, our cars are 100 percent cleaner. Like mm-hmm. except for those guys in the Dodge Diesel. But I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> little Just jab kidding. at Dodge. <laughs> Just kidding, Dodge. Maybe more guys. people are taking transit too. I don't know. Yeah, People no, but just, everything's more efficient, right? Yep. My like, I have a new truck, and you pull up, and you stop, and the motor shuts off. Yeah, and then you take yeah, off, yeah. it starts up again. Those EcoBoost vehicles yeah, are really coming but on the scene. Everything's way more efficient. Um, mm-hmm. So everything we're doing is more efficient. So, and again, I I think we keep beating ourselves up, and and Canada in the whole has mm-hmm. done some great things um, but- towards climate that. We should take credit for already. Like it, it isn't doom and gloom in a Canada. A small pat on the back and keep trucking, oh, right? Yo, like keep working yeah, hard and yeah. just say Instead like it, the change we're a bunch is possible. Of, yeah, like yeah. the climate beast. We're not like we 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 are living. We all want to do it. Our oil yep. sands of doing a great job up there. Yeah. Every industry. We so. have a we have a great history with uh, oil and natural gas here, and I think Alberta is a very innovative province as well. And we love the outdoors. We don't want to live in smog like that's. No, like, we're outdoor people. I don't, <laughs> we live I don't, and breathe and then, this. Right? I don't get why we Landscape. beat ourselves up all the time. Like we say, we're so bad. We're so bad. We're not. 
Like, maybe a bit of a scapegoat for, for yeah, other problems. Well, you know, as Kevin was talking about BC and that, there's a little bit of yeah. hard feelings back and forth. But I think just in our field, you know, gardening and landscaping, we're, we're, we see it every day. We, yeah. we worked last, this not this last summer, but the one before. We were out in that smoke. We were out in the forest fire smoke every day. You know, there were those warnings to advisories to stay inside while our landscape crews were out in it. Every day, and every some day. of it, it was hard. Yep, and it's yep. um, out in the rain, out in the sporadic weather, out in the hailstorms. You know, the, and the smoke thing is a bad thing. A lot of the forest fires have said they um, are, are really started from we've become too good at fighting forest fires. Mm. That and that's that where the pine beetle. Oh, okay. Because mm. that's why the pine beetle yeah, has taken. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, fi- forest really fires taken, are a natural thing. Exactly, and we've be. gotten too good, and that's why the. The forests are getting inundated with the pine beetle because mm. used to the fire for, forest fires would control them, but now it's cleaned out the forest. So there's so much deadwood out there from the pine beetles. So we're interrupting a natural cycle. Absolutely. We also interrupt those natural cycles when we build towns. You know, oh, everything. In, you know, so it's it's that's a tricky balance. I yeah. love on some of the landscape things. There's a couple in Calgary where we're going, we're going to build three to five thousand square foot homes, but you have to have a natural landscape. You have to only allow no red colored leaves and only what? natural spruce. Why? Because that they think well, so we have to keep it natural. Okay, what's Red's natural? natural? About a, you know, three to five thousand square <laughs> foot about, house plumped uh, out in the country. What about a uh, uh, maple in your yard? Or, uh, oh you know, no, no, these ones they are out aspens are out five different things. No red leaf so colored, green and so, yellow. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, and Pumped brown maybe. <laughs> no, but it, it's funny how sometimes people do things like that, and then they look at it after and they, okay, I have these three to five thousand square foot homes. Yeah, and as a designer, you come in, and you just think like. Okay. okay. Well, natural yeah. is relative, right? What's natural to you is different to me and, and vice versa. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's talk some spruce trees. Let's talk about something good that Spruce It Up likes to do. Yeah. And both Joanna and Merle like to talk about. Good morning, Craig. Hey, good morning, you guys. That was a really good preamble there. I was standing <laughs> at attention for a while. <laughs> but morning. isn't it true, though, like, Craig, like, we, seem, we tend to beat ourselves up when no one ever says, hey, Canada, we're doing even liberals or conservative together. Like we're like we, we actually have a pretty good country. Oh, we, oh I, boy, you, you nailed it. You did. You guys really did. <laughs> you got to be proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on uh, uh, spruce trees, is where I'm at. Yeah, I got a um, a couple of planted in in October. Uh, nice chubby little four footer uh, Colorado spruces, gorgeous green ones, and got them in there. I don't know. I'm worried about this drying weather through the winter we're here about in this area. And I'm, I don't know. Is it crazy if I was to take a five-gallon pail out today on a nice day like today of, say, warm water and, and, and I, give them both a couple of good uh, five-gallon pails? I wouldn't use warm water. Um, you don't want to thought of, if you if the, if the ground's able to take a bit of water, if you put a slow hose or just okay. a, a pour in a bit at a time, if it soaks down into it, I don't think you're going to do any harm at all. Um, oh. Snow farm up against it a bit is fine too. Like don't pile it right up against it, but just um, around, the, around yeah. the drip edge, right, yeah. is a good idea. Yeah, but it definitely doesn't hurt. Did you put bark mulch around it? Ah, uh, no. Uh, we just got in here and they sodded the front area and they they left a square around the bottom of it. And I, I yeah. took some sod and I just surrounded the other one, which the back area wasn't sodded. So I just surrounded it and kind of made a, a bowl around it. So it's got an area to hold water. And I was watering pretty good uh, right up until it froze up. That's here, perfect. Just, yeah. And know, the, it's so. probably going to be fine because the amount of snow we got, we got lots of snow. Okay. It, 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 it's good. Um, the biggest thing is to make sure it wasn't planted too deep. That's the biggest killer oh. of spruce.
spruce trees here in Calgary. Because our heavy clay, we tend to plant them too deep. Whenever I plant a spruce tree, I always leave the pot or the basket up an inch or two, and I mound up to it. Because if you look at where a spruce tree naturally grows, it's on the side of the hill, things like that, really, really good drainage. So most people, and that's when I see them come in, they kind of turn a yellowy tinge. They, they've been overwatered and they end up drowning and stuff because they get planted too deep. So Okay. Okay, well, I'll get my five-gallon pail out. And I'm yeah, get nice. a little water. Yep. Yeah. That's good to Thanks hear. Thanks very much. Thanks, Greg. Okay, happy New Year, guys. Happy Thanks. New Year to you too. as well. Thanks for listening. Take care, bud. Yeah, that's um, and that's when I do see that. I see spruce trees. Um, they get planted. They get root rot, right? Yeah, they plant yeah. too deep. They love yep. to be up, yep. and you mound up to them. Like, leave them up an inch yep. or two, and don't be worried about that. Just mound it up. I like what Craig said about um, tossing that extra sod around the base. I think one thing, I, if if Craig, if you're still listening, <laughs> um, that acts as like a, a temporary mulch yeah. for now, but I would probably take that sod out before it roots in in the spring. And Absolutely. go ahead and make a tree ring. So you're going to go out to the widest part of your of the canopy of the tree, and just go straight down from there. That's your ring that you can cut the sod out and then go ahead and put in mulch. And that mulch will help not only conserve water, um, but it'll help deter weeds. And it just looks tidy, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, we there got you one, go. We got one text. Yeah. Morning, guys. Efficient Lake just how Volkswagen advertises. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Well, that's some well, false yeah, no. advertising sometimes. Uh, yeah. I think they went through their rigmarole, right, with yeah. their false advertising. But I bet you it's still better than it was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't see a lot of old cars. I mean, our inspections and that, you don't see a lot of old it's cars on like the road. It's just like when still. you do your budget um, for your team, for your company, right? If you set the bar so high, mm-hmm. you're never going to do it. And and it's so hard to keep your team motivated. Yep. If, if I say, well, Spruce It Up needs to make $50 million next year. Okay, guys? Yeah. And we were nowhere near I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm going to go straight from here to the office, Merle. Yeah. We <laughs> go fire up the truck. Yeah. Um, but, but that leads right into this other text we just got that I love. It says, great to hear you sticking up for the Alberta's energy industry. For every drop of oil that is not coming from Alberta, it's coming from a place with lower or no environmental standards. That's so true. And I, and I don't get why that both sides don't agree on this. Like, I don't get why the liberal side, the left side will not agree with this. I think moving forward like, and to have a effective change you have to get rid of that partisan stuff and work together like that is the most the environment it does not give a crap who you voted for well, like you gotta yeah, we have you a refineries in the east and they bring it in from saudi arabia this thing what it costs to bring all that over here yeah. and we have all this oil here like it just when you look at yourself in the mirror those guys got to be just like duh, like like <laughs> honestly like i yeah. i don't get it it's like when we did uh, East Village here. We brought mm-hmm. all the paving stones from paving stone plants down east. Yeah. When we have a paving we have, stone plant we, right in Bicic or Balzac, yeah. that we could have... We got it right here. Sold We're Alberta, but... local, but you know. $8,000 a truckload bringing them up here, but... I, I'm not even in the paving zone business. I just know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but those are things that we got to really look at as cities. Support Absolutely. your local economy where possible. And Canadian, if you can. Absolutely. I mean, when we buy our plants for nursery stock, we're not. All we, I'm sure you could get a cheaper deal and get it across the border. Yep. But but why? We want things that are going to grow well here. We want people to be happy with the product that they take away and be be proud to support growers here. In Canada. Zoe and I have found. Um, three or four new Canadian companies that we're dealing with um, and finding better deal and just 
good quality stuff, but it, it's harder to find those in Canada. Yeah, it, you got to work for it. We have the smaller demographic. We don't have the yep. population like this in the States, so yep. it's harder for importers or distributors to, to function in Canada because... Edmonton, like if you go in New York State or where in Philadelphia in that area, everything's concentrated. Oh, everything's within yeah. two hours. You have five yeah. million people here, five million people there, five million well, people. Like, <laughs> with thirty million people spread across this massive space, it's yeah. really hard to. It's I, I I don't know. I think kudos to to picking up more. No, local and, and that's what we're we're trying to work on and uh, and trying to deal as much as in Canada as we can. Mm-hmm. All of our plants. Um, again, we try to deal mainly in Alberta wherever mm-hmm. possible. We, we do in bring the end, some it's stuff. it's quality, right? It's the quality of product yep. and service. So, No, yeah. working hard on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And working hard, we should probably take a, a commercial for those hardworking guys. <laughs> You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey. You never see him kick. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company. For all your pruning and removal, our ISA certified arborist will be there for you. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And let's go to the phone line real quick and we'll chat with Betty. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, I'm off to a good start. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm phoning you because last summer... Yeah. I had some, last spring actually, I had some uh, retaining walls built in my yard. I live in Black Diamond, by the way. Yeah. And uh, the fellow that did them said, I have some 15-year-old horse manure in my yard. He said, would you like me to use that? And so I thought it would be all right. But anyway, last year when I planted my garden, uh, I had a lot of tops and not much bottoms, which I think is too much nitrogen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the, he probably put in maybe this, the ratio of, of uh, manure to soil was probably higher than desired? Well, he did mix it with something, you know, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, probably just not enough. Like, it's probably just too much, probably. So, and that'll deteriorate, like, the moisture, yeah, a lot fade. of that will be gone. Um, so, hopefully, so what you can do is you can just... Um, Add some phosphate, like straight phosphate. We have that as a granular as well. Or just fertilize like with a, like a 10, 52, 10 to help um, get that other portion, get the roots fertilized. Or add some of our lawn fertilizer right into the soil. Like yep. the 16326. You can just mix that right in the soil. That was what, 16326? Yeah. It's our green it up fertilizer. It can be used in the lawn or in the garden. You can just mix it oh. right in. It's a great one for all your flowering because it has the high phosphate. Yes. So okay. it's great for trees and shrubs and all that kind of stuff as well. That's perfect. That's what I need to know. Yeah. So the and and like I said the and he probably meant well. It just when you don't know and and was it cow manure or horse? Which Pardon one me? was it? Horse or cow? Horse. Horse. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think it's it's fairly and when it's that raw manure, um, there's so much nutrients in it. So it it is you only add very little. So sometimes people just. They're not too sure, so it's just more is better. So yeah. I think it probably got a little bit high on it. That's yeah. all. Also, that well, he, uh, yeah, the he did the mixing out on his farm. He did not oh, okay. do it in my yard. Oh, okay. I don't know what the percentage was. Oh, okay. Sometimes yeah. when you get manure like that too, it comes um, full of life, so you get a lot of microbial activity happening, um, and yes. it can kind of it kind of looks like the soil might even be more depleted than before in that first season because the microbial activity is. Um, 
just getting settled into their new environment. It's like when you throw un, uh, like unaged compost in or like unaged um, bark chips. It takes yep. a while for that to break down. So the life in the soil is actually kind of going to that new substance to break it down and yep. absorb uh-huh. it and, and, t- and start that amendment process. And so uh-huh. your first season with it can look actually like somewhat detrimental. You think, oh my gosh, I made a huge mistake. Um, but as as Merle said, it will kind of it will kind of um, equalize over time, and if you can if you can amend with a little bit more of that phosphorus and potassium, um, it'll help. It'll just help equalize everything. You'll see better well, better results that's, that's next spring. Good, that's what I need to know. Yeah. And one more thing, uh, my potatoes are a little scabby. Uh, I did put some peat moss in the soil, yeah, and it seemed to be better. Uh, do and, I just do that again? Yeah, and just make sure you don't put too much. They don't like it too nice. Like, same thing. They don't like any too much compost, things like Not that. Not too rich. Yeah. And there's, again, with the, with the manure coming in, you're introducing bacteria that um, could could be linked to those to that scab. So that's a bacterial okay. thing. Um, yeah. So sometimes you'll see that when, you, when you're very manure heavy on your soil, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll see more scab with your potatoes. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's not a big deal. I mean, I know you can still eat the potatoes. Yes, it's aesthetic, yep. You peel them half time anyways unless you're doing baked potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's right. Or overlook it, I guess. (laughs) We all look a little scabby once in a while. (laughs) You cook them through, right? You cook cook all that away anyway, and you're you're eating clean cooked potatoes, though. Don't eat them raw. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love raw potatoes when I was a kid. That explains so much, bro. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Bye, Betty. All right. Thanks Happy so much. Happy Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, we got this one plant, because I, I think a lot of people are probably dealing with this right now. It says, hey, Merle, I have a very small ZZ plant that seemed to stay the same size for two years that I have had in which I'm okay with. During the summer, I water every two to three weeks with fertilizer and every four to five weeks in the winter without fertilizer. Now it is leaning towards the sun pretty hard for a couple months, so I turned it in order to lean back the other way. It has leaned the same direction now away from the sun. And it will turn over. And a ZZ plant is one that it'll take a little bit longer. It's not like a lot of the other ones where it's super yeah, flexible. It's, it's kind of rigid. It's got it's more of a vertical, like kind of like almost like a sense of area. It just kind of grows straight up. Yeah. Um, my response to that text was that um, ZZ plants or Zanzibar gem plants don't really like that super direct sunlight, so they might not be super keen to lean into it just yet. And yep. it is, I would say, most house plants are in a fairly dormant state right now. Yep. Um, so it's probably just moving slower than normal. And you, and come springtime, when when it sort of comes out of dormancy, you'll see but you'll see more more movement. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. That's a good one. But I've never heard that song before. It's funky. Clarence Clemens. Nice. Broken. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's good from, to have some funk in from, Christmas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Keep a pep in your step. Instead of blue Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah. No? yeah, I'm no Elvis, that's for sure. Um, uh, uh, where are we at? 
We have some phone,、uh, some callers. I think we、okay. should talk And I'm going to just invite everyone to call us. If you'd like to join us, we do have some spots open on the phone line 403 974 8255 or 1 800 563 7770. And that is our talk and text line. And we also were going to do. Garden trends going into 2020.、Yeah. So, we were just、uh, talking in break how our brains are back after Christmas. We、yeah. can like think about, you know, we, we have that calm space again. I, at least I hope everyone else does too. That we're done cooking and hosting and wrapping gifts and making sure we, you know, making sure Santa's got a clear, clear way down、up. the we chimney. Got the, we got yeah, New Year's we got coming New up. New Year's. But you know, New Year's is just the, the, Pre seed catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know for gardeners. New Year's is fun, and I hope everyone has a, a fun, safe New Year's. But we, for have me, a, like, we have new seeds coming into、yes. Prairie West. I'm excited yeah, for that. It's going to be a nice one. Prairie West or Pacific West? Pacific West. Pacific、sorry. West and Wild Western Rose. Western Canadian, yep. Yeah, I'm excited to check out their line. I'm really,、yeah. I'm always stoked on new seeds and finding new varieties. I,、yeah. I'm a big,、um, I love.、Uh, <clears throat> Heritage varieties. I love we, finding things that I can save. We try to bring、seeds. in ones that do well in our area, too. Absolutely. Yeah, so, it's so important. Yeah, Set everyone up for success. All right, let's go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. Top of the day to you. Yeah. Happy New Year. Merry、yeah. Christmas. That's what I phoned to wish you guys. Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Okay, keep doing a good job next year, too.、Actually. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll. We,、uh, we plan on doing a good job next year. <laughs> we won't, we won't <laughs> stop. We won't get stop. Out, get out and treat those trees. Absolutely.、Yeah. Absolutely. April. All right. Do I have to phone and remind them or will it be booked? No, it'll be booked. Okay, good. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Thanks. And, and when we're at, we're going to go to Mel. Good morning, Mel. Good morning. How are you today? Lousy. Uh oh. Uh oh. How come? I'm mad at my amaryllis. Not one of them bloomed. Really? Did you, are、That's、these ones、one. you just got this year, or are they ones that you've regrown from last year? One has never bloomed because it's a baby bud off of the side of one of the other ones. Okay.、But、my three main ones always bloomed.、Hmm. And did you feed them and do the same thing that you normally do? All the same, and I didn't get a thing except leaves. What、uh, fertilizer were you using this year? High middle. Okay, good. No, it sounds like you, you did everything right.、Um, it just possibly maybe not letting them go、um, dormant long enough, like sort of. Um, how, can I, how can I say?、It? Like letting them grow with the leaves. So, right now, you get a lot of leaves on there, which is a. A good thing for next year. So, all that energy. So, when you let them die back, leave all the leaves on until they totally die back. And then all that energy will go back into the bulb. So, you can stop watering that, these ones again in about February and February. keep feeding them with the 15, 30, 15, or 10, 52, 10, or whichever one you're using. And、uh, up until then, and then just stop watering. Then all that energy will go back into that bulb. And hopefully, they'll do something for you next year. How cold is dormant? Well, not really even cold. It's just more the process of letting them just sort of die back. And once all the leaves go yellow and, and sort of all frizzle up, all that energy goes back. And then you just keep them in a cool, dark place. They can、uh, go down to about 13 degrees Celsius or so around、yeah. in there. You wouldn't want to go much lower, but、um, right. that'll help them kind of get into that chilling period、yeah. that they need. Yeah. yeah. Coolest spot in your house, then in a、mm-hmm. dark corner or something like that. Yeah. 
uh, unheated garage is fine in a box with if you mix in some uh, uh, cocoa core or something, something like that. Something keep them kind of moist but yeah. not fully watered. Yeah, uh, okay, I can hear the disappointment. Going to get the dumpster if they don't smarten up. That's oh. the, they just tell them that they know this they'll perk right up. <laughs> okay, no, no one wants. Them a bit. <laughs> no one wants to end up in a dumpster at Christmas. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Good luck. Merry Take Christmas. Care. All right. See you, buddy. Bye, bye. That's funny. That can be frustrating, right? Oh, it is. Right? It, you it go happens. all that work, and then also, and you want them at Christmas, and they don't come right on time, right? But that's that's the way of nature. That's the way of I plants. did. I did mine in. Uh, in water this year, and it actually worked out really, really well. Yeah, I did just one of the like water the lower vases. quarter of the bulb. Yeah, I just had water. one of those bulb yeah. vases and just mm-hmm. stick it in, and then the roots just hang dangle in the water. Yep. And I got like honestly, it was two big shoots, and uh, so it, it worked actually quite quite nicely. So because really nice. feeding it at the time when you're trying to get it to grow is not really necessary because they've it's already, already doing that right. It's yeah. a bulb. That's yeah. kind of what it's that, to do. that all that energy should be in there already for next year. So yeah. All right. And the phone lines are exploding, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. And let's go to Clark. Good morning, Clark. Yeah, good morning, guys. Good How are morning. you today? Good season to you. Yeah, happy new year. Uh, I got a friend of mine, mine out in BC, and he's trying to get me to use zeolite with a whole bunch of iron in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, just curious. I'm out here at Ditsbury, and, of course, it's like our black clay, and just about mm-hmm. anything grows. Mm-hmm. But it gets harder than concrete. Yeah, no, the zeolite yeah. works really quite well on that. And our manufacturer here in Alberta, um, through Green Harvest, uh, we're trying to get him, and he's going to have more of it. He's just out at this time. But we're, he's going to have that going again for, for us this year coming up. It's been hard to get. It's just... And they mine out by Kamloops. Okay. And they're trying to get it out, but, you know, they only mine it so many months out of the year. And Canada is so hard. Anything that we're doing in the garden, the regulations that they put on stuff, you have to pay so much money to to get it registered. And it's just it's so hard. Like, the people doing all the work um, to register it, we have only so many people to buy it, and they want so much money to register it that, like, you have to pay a million bucks or it's whatever. Crippling. And it's just... It's so hard, right? And they just some of those regulations. I wish they would look at to make it easier for for us to use some of these natural products, and uh, and really look at the the process to make it a viable business. Uh, Old College is doing some work on what they call biochar. Yeah. Yep. yep. And yep. I'm just curious what that would be like for my soil out here. Um, it, it's depending on what it is, but it's not a bad thing. I think everything's. In moderation. Biochar is yeah. um, right up my alley. I love, uh, the more I work in gardening, the more I, I am understanding how important soil health is. And biochar is, um, it seems like a new thing on the scene, but it's ancient, uh, it's ancient technology. Uh, it's a way of burning um, organics uh, without oxygen. So what, what happens is you end up with this charcoal that's not really what you'd put in your barbecue uh, it's it's uh, really it looks like powder, and you really don't want to breathe it. So you need to handle it carefully. Um, but it, what it it what it does is create habitat for the life in your soil, for all of the microscopic, uh, you know, fungal, bacterial stuff that's happening in your soil. It creates habitat. So they're very very porous. Those little flakes of of biochar, and um, and also over time they just create habitat for all that microbial activity, and that is what you want. 
to break yeah. down those organics and to get your clay broken up and moving around and get, get all the nutrients that are in your clay out and readily available for your plant roots. Um, the other... <clears throat> Uh, we used to sell a straw board, and we had to use it underneath uh, concrete slabs to provide a void. And we used a product out of Wales called Fertosan, and it was, I remember the package said actinomycetes. And we would mix this up with warm water and some sugar and spray it down on there. And six weeks later, the barley straw was rotted right out. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Another so good inoculated. one coming in is the hemp. Like We sell a product called Hemp Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the cannabis being grown in Canada with a lot of the, the cannabis growers, they have a lot of byproduct. Um, I really like it because it's nice and thick and, it's, and it doesn't break down that easy. And it's a really, really good replacement for... Um, peat moss. Uh, one thing. Yep. Uh, back of my property here in Didsbury, there's some big cottonwood trees, and we yep. tried to capture it on video. But when the frost goes, you know, when they're not covered in rime frost, and you get a bit of a yep. chinook, at night, depending on the conditions, we see static discharges starting at the trunk and traveling up the branches, and it reaches the end of the branch and just disappears. We've checked to make sure it's not stars. We've tried catching it on video and low-light cameras. We can't capture it, but if you sit there and watch it sometimes, it's just serendipitous. Wow. That sounds amazing. That sounds very, like, I think everybody who has, you know, tall trees like that, and if the static conditions and dry air... I think that would happen. So if well, there's something to do at night, have a look. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, like I, like I, I totally believe in the mag- magnetic fields and all that in in Canada or in in the Earth. And because whenever I, if we're on a job site and and we're not too sure a hundred percent on why if Joanna's acting so weird. Yeah, something's underneath. <laughs> but kidding. I, I do that witching right for for water or gas lines or water lines or just to double check. Sometimes I use my tree flags and I walk and. Like I, it's amazing though. You, you get right over top of a line, and I love doing it after we've called first call because I like just to do it. And yeah, because it does not check. replace Alberta one call. Yeah, everybody, absolutely please. Not. Yeah, don't call yeah, me to do that. Free service. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> don't skip but, Alberta one. But call. it's just kind of neat. You just go over that, and and when I hold, and all of a sudden the flags will just go they totally, cross, yeah, yeah, horizontal towards me. It's just, it's pretty cool. Just watching when you just feel that magnetic field work, right? So, uh, McMaster University did this study where they used um, bent iron rods. Yeah. And um, they proved it out. Oh, yeah, no, it's... I'm an old pipeliner. I got taught that when I was seven years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it works, but, you know, some people, well, I don't know about this and that. They might and want some backup. Oh, no, I get, I've had a few people look at me like kind of weird. They see the, <laughs> they see the little, uh, my tree flags just all of a sudden spin sideways. And they're like, what's going on? But well, it's... Uh, it's legit. My mom found her found her water source yep, on her no, property I that way. I did down below. Yep. Like we, we did that out at um, Folks Place out at Caslow. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. so my dad went along and witched it, and we found three different sources. And Awesome. And then I, you know, went through it and, you know, just kicked a line in the ground where I found it. And he dug down 13 feet <coughs> and dug well. Mm-hmm. And wow. he could get 2,500 gallons an hour. Wow. And there was so much calcium in that spring water when it went out onto the lake, it cemented the gravel. Wow. wow. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> Well, in Caslow, you're right there near the water, too, right? You've got the Kootenai Lake right there close by. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Clark. Thank you. Take Take care. care. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
back to Let's Talk Gardening and uh, always great gardening Christmas tunes um, from Brian. Yeah. He's uh, always looking after us. And that one's the band. Keep Christmas spirit going. I'm glad he can yes, talk yes, into yes. my ear and tell yeah. me which ones they are. I, I know some music, but not very much. <laughs> I'm not a, um, that part I'm not uh, that great on. Let's go all the way to Coquitlam wow. in BC. Good morning, Pat. Oh, good morning. How are you today? I'm just fine. Good. I'm just fine. How do you how do you listen to us? So just on the, like a radio well, I, player online or? Yeah, no, I got a tune-in radio. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So I, I can listen to you. I used to live in Calgary, but we've been out here for six, seven years. Okay. I don't, I don't garden anymore. I'm in a retirement residence. Oh, okay. Off patio. But I just love your show. Awesome. Nice. Thank Thanks you for so tuning much. in. But yeah. you, you can still do some gardening on the patio here and there, though. Well, a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, I got a hummingbird feeder for Christmas. Okay. And I wanted to know if there's a honeysuckle bush that you could grow in a pot. Um, Ooh, that's you, a good question. You could, but they only bloom for a very short time. If you're mm. going to try and get something like for hummingbirds, I would go for something. Yeah, go, yeah, get a fuchsia. There's a couple other annuals that I would just get that would look beautiful on your patio. That a will, fuchsia? yeah, fuchsia like the fuchsia the hanging in the hanging basket, or you okay. can put it into a pot. Either one, like those, um, and more of the red varieties. The hummingbirds love them. Yeah, they love red. Yeah, yeah. my feeder is red. Yeah, so. like I said, the, if you're trying to grow a honeysuckle for that purpose, like I said, it's going to be such a short time that I would uh, I would probably recommend you try something else, like some, like I said, a gorgeous fuchsia or. There's, they love um, jewelweed. They love penstemons, uh, fire spike, some impatience, any salvia species. They tend to gravitate towards. Yeah. yeah, as long as you have that, um, you can even look at the flower and guess what pollinates it. If it's a long, sort of tubular, trumpet-looking flower, it's probably pollinated by a by a hummingbird or something with that long beak that can poke in there. So a fuchsia is like that. It's got a long red. Yep. 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 Fuchsia, and the and it's it's all in that color too. They're really drawn to those um, bright pinks and reds. They love those colors. Yep. Yeah, I'll look for one in the red then, and I'll plant it. Yeah, you guys will be starting up gardening soon out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hummingbird season here is forever. Yeah, yeah it doesn't stop, hey? No. Uh, no, and fuchsias, and fuchsias are pretty hardy. Like, they can take that cool um, weather. They don't mind it so much, so. Yeah, it doesn't get that cold here, of course. No. But even if it is, like, if you do get the odd one that we're getting close to zero in that, it, it, it can handle it. So, okay. so yeah, go, go to a local garden center and uh, see if you have, they'll, they'll be bringing in their early spring um, plants soon anyways out there. And they probably already have um, some of the uh, fuchsias and that in stock already. So Yeah, you can, and you can grow butterfly bush. They love those too. Sorry? Butterfly bush. Butterfly bush, um, cardinal flower, um, columbines. I got to ask yeah. what the one we had in the Ebon. greenhouse last year. The, it was a it was a tall, it looked like a mini fuchsia, but it was bright red. Yeah. Man, the hummingbirds went crazy for it. Like we'll they, to get the name I got to get one. the name of it. I, we'll, I can't we'll remember what it was. We'll mention it next week, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, um, a quick Google search, too, for your area should should give you a nice list. And even yeah. your local garden centers, they'll know exactly what, what your hummingbirds are looking for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. tuning in from so far away. I love that. Yep. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> and I'll keep listening. All right. Bye. Happy New Year. Same to you. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Isn't that great? And...
It's great that we have to take a break. <laughs> You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back. And I'm also joined with Joanna Chudy. And uh, we have a a question. We get lots of this. It's always a popular one. Good morning. I have a question about my lime tree. It was purchased last February um, from Spruce Up. It has flowered continuously and has produced fruit, but the leaves are dropping off. She's looking a little naked. Uh, I do fertilize with Rage Plus um, as direct. At this time of year, they tend to, they will lose some leaves. um, Yeah, they tend to look a little... A little naked, as yep. you say, Jennifer. They they tend to drop their leaves, and again, don't forget, you know, their experience. This is a tropical plant. Even in our homes, it's experiencing a little bit different environment and, than summertime. And there, there's a couple. There's one at the very bottom, one dead branch that is totally it changed color, and this is where it's a good example. If you look at the color of the bark, mm-hmm. um, so it, you have it looks fresh dead. green or yeah. kind of beige brown. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would cut that one right off. The one that's on the left side that is totally dead. The other ones you can tell are still green. They're going to leaf out again. Um, and I would switch fertilizers. I would switch to our evergreen fertilizer, like the thirty ten ten, and this do it every couple weeks with that. They do like a little bit more acidic. They do like the nitrogen. Mm-hmm. And to get them going on that. I, I loved what you said about, um, I know we can't do it right now, too yeah. cold, but in the summer, putting yours outside and the difference it that it loved made. It. And I'm sure that helps it get through the winter a little bit better, Absolutely. being a little bit more lush. Honestly, more I've healthy. never seen um, so many blooms like mine. I probably have 20 lemons on my lemon tree right now, th- three big ones, and you do not pick your lemon until it ripens on the vine. Um, on the plant, it okay. It takes a long time, so yeah. you got to be very patient. <laughs> Don't be tempted. Yeah, I have three yeah. big ones and about 15 smaller lemons that are coming. But I put it out on the patio for the summertime, and man, it just loved it. And you water it a little more often in the summer because it gets a hot heat, mm-hmm. it dries out, um, but it made all the difference. And uh, But you do have to be careful with the spider mite. I did have a bit mm-hmm. of spider mite on it, so I just sprayed it again with yep. uh, Pure Spray Green. Yep. And uh, so Always I important be- when bringing outside plants back in the house. You'll probably have some hitchhikers and you just have to be, just kind of look underneath on the bottom side of the leaves, look sort of where the stems join the main plant. Yep. That's where bugs hide out, right? Yeah, and another good fertilizer for that one, just thinking about it, is probably even just the 20-20-20, the good old purpose, because it has a little bit more nitrogen mm-hmm. and has a still enough middle number to get you the phosphate to create a bunch of blooms. But that's what I would do that right now. Just cut it back. Um, you have it in the right pots in a nice clay pot, which is great. Um, but be careful if you have it in this pot, and if you do move it outside, it'll dry out fairly quickly. You're going to have to water it every couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, it, it's somewhat normal. Limes and lemons aren't known for their beauty. Like if you're no, looking but, for a man, beautiful... the smell from their blossoms is yeah. just, oh, it's I can't get enough. I, that, that Walking through the greenhouse when the citrus is blooming... We, and just, we have a ton blooming right now in the in the greenhouse right now. So Stick my face right in there. Yeah, so take advantage of our, <laughs> of our plant sale. We have a... <laughs> Buy more, save more, and plants too. So nice. All right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back after that. And we're going to switch to New Year's music. All right, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coons, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And we are going to try and find some time here in this next hour. We're going to talk about some of the gardening trends um, for 2020. But right now, we have somebody who's been waiting a little bit too long for us. We're going to go to Christine right away. Good morning, Christine. Hey, morning, guys. Good morning. Um, I have uh, two questions. My husband and I just moved into a property about four months ago. It's a 100-year-old heritage house oh, east wow. of Calgary. Yeah, I, I totally feel like a princess living here. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, like for being a blue-collar family and that. Has, that uh, uh, it has some character, I bet. Very much so, and nice. it wasn't lost over the years, which happens so often with mm-hmm. new houses. So. Absolutely. That's oh, great. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Um, for Christmas, I got a whole bunch of seeds from my parents and nice. a whole bunch of garlic. Yeah. But it's too late to plant it, so what do I do with it? Well, some of the garlic, depending, I guess, store it properly. You'd want to keep it dormant for sure. Yeah. And okay. with garlic, um, you can go ahead and plant it in the springtime. So it generally, most people in in Alberta would get garlic in the ground in the fall and let it stay, right. just let the ground keep it dormant. Um, but because you've just received it, you can go ahead and try and keep it dormant, like unheated garage space, keep it in a dark, cool spot. Um, don't let sunlight hit it, keep it out of moisture. Um, don't let it get too dry either though. So like some people will store it with some newspaper and some sand and a bucket. Um, just keep, you know, keep the lid sort of loosely on. And then in the spring, go ahead and just plant it up as soon as you can work the ground, um, plant it wherever you want it to grow. You'll, you'll still be able to harvest it in the fall. The bulbs just won't be quite as large, but you'll still have a great, you'll still have, it'll go through the whole process through the season. You can then start to do it in the fall. So when you okay. dig it up, you can replant it after, um, after it cures a bit and get it in the ground before, before winter comes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, another thing where we're going to be planting our garden, um, the previous owners had barley back there. Uh-huh. So the bar, like, you know, when you harvest your barley and cut it, it's the roots are still, mm-hmm. you know, fresh. So do I just put some fresh manure on there and hopefully it'll cook the barley down so then I can rototill it in the spring to plant or you could what just should I be rototill doing to get roots. it ready? You could rototill the roots right in and consider it like a green manure. Um, okay. Yeah. What what, you, what is, wait, what is your plan? Like um, basically just a normal old school garden. Like I've a veggie a garden? Whole, what? Like a whole veggie garden for yeah. food and not. So, like I, I, so almost... I didn't know for the first season if I should just be doing like a huge crop of potatoes just to kind of get the That's ground ready not for that it, I, or... Not that I'm trying to sell Joanna, but it, it might be worth all this up a consult <laughs> too. Like, yeah. <laughs> just... uh, um, so, Services. I'll, I'll Services. Sell Joanna out. Um, <laughs> But, I'd be happy but, to come out and no, have a look. No, but we do lots of that kind of stuff. Because when you start out with some of that, it's just nice to get a plan in place too so you can tackle what you want to tackle each year and something right. that you can add to it. And uh, we do full designs or if you just need a consultation where you take a bunch of notes and uh, and Joanna will do up a summary for you after she's done as well. Mm. Um, it's just sometimes on something like that, it's just it's nice if you get a, a little bit of a plan and some work in some heritage features, like even some espaliers or some different things mm-hmm. that you can fit into the property that'll add to it. Oh, that's the thing, you know, we're trying to keep the full character of the property. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
And we've got a huge, about a one-acre patch of um, poplar trees. And the sad thing is they're coming to the end of their life cycle now. Okay. So it, it's heartbreaking. We're going to have to start cutting some of them down before they start falling down and not. And no, and that's, yeah, so, and that's where Joanna, Joanna can set you up with our printed up guys and things like that as well. Yep. If if you're looking for some help, it's just something that's nice, nice to get going in the right direction. Um, right. Especially, especially on, in a new place that has so much... Um, so much importance on on what step you take when, like well, you know, the the house sounds like it's well preserved, and the property can only it, enhance that. The right? property is pristine; it looks like awesome. an English garden. Mm-hmm. So my, my issue is, I'm from originally from Saskatchewan, so I can grow crops, mm-hmm. but I'm not much of a fancy. And it's not really so. a lot different. And that's even some guidance on stuff like that. And obviously, listen to the show, and if you have any mm-hmm. questions, right. give us a shout. But we, um, yeah. Anyways, always, I, I, I love heritage gardens. I just love being same. part of those things. So I think um, one thing I love too, and uh, if you're interested, I love making people's landscapes just as totally suited to what you're looking for and what your property is sort of calling for. But you can do a lot of really beautiful things with your landscape and still have it be somewhat edible. So this idea of a food forest um, doesn't have to be like this messy straw bale covered hippie garden. I mean, it can, that's beautiful yeah. too. Um, Full but, of cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it can be, it can be done in a way where it's really quite um, manicured or, you know, you can, the edges can be, yep. can be sort of addressed in a way that it sort of lends to that naturalizing landscape as you head out and away from the home. So yeah, right. there's, there's lots of things to consider and doing yeah. it in phases is a really, a really great way to make it feel more manageable more approachable yeah, and a bit more affordable too yes, like with our absolutely. house that we had in the city you know our front garden was uh west and south facing so oh, that perfect. was the only place we could actually have food when we mm-hmm. lived in calgary and that and it was totally hippified we had bees there we had edible <laughs> nice. shrubs and by the time we moved out of there you know the neighbors would come over going can we pick some of your right. just so we can eat and i'm like yeah just come forage there's too much Absolutely. that's amazing just you can still it, have you know? that and still like merle said those espaliered apple trees um you can do it in a way that really lends to the style of your home no that's why we did that one we did a uh it was a hundred year old home in in calgary and we were looking for a way to soften up the driveway because they had going to the coach house um, there was a long driveway, so and there was a, a stucco fence. So we did espaliers all on the fence, and it, it was just a great way to add that heritage look, and um, with older garden techniques, that uh, a way to dress up a stucco mm-hmm. wall or. And the bonus is you get apples. Yeah, right. That you could pick at, yeah. at, at your at yeah. eye level. You're attracting so. habitat for bees and and birds. Like, and that exactly. Too. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing that I'm actually going to miss the most here because we have so many bees at our house in the city. Mm-hmm. Our uh, compost pile would basically become home for a whole bunch of bumblebees. You'll, you'll get you'll lots find of, them. You'll get a ton They'll of bees find you. there. Yep. yep. Don't worry about it. They'll come out and find you. As long as you have the habitat and, and the attraction to them, they'll find you. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right, well, I'll thanks. definitely call you guys about that. Thanks so much. Thank have you. a good one. You thanks, too. you too. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go. Here we have a couple. Of, actually, you have a couple of texts. Yeah. We can read those after. Let's go to Hazel. Good morning, Hazel. Oh, good morning. Hi. How can we help you? Well, I have a uh, a pine tree. Okay. I don't remember what variety it is anymore, but it's about twenty years old and it's about forty feet tall. But the crown tips over, and the the branches themselves look kind of I don't know weepy. And uh, someone said to me, that's got a disease. 
And yeah, I went, well, I can't. Is it dying at the top? Like, pardon is, me? Is it a spruce tree or a pine? Like, does it have long needles or the short needles? Oh, good question. Uh, it's it's probably a pine. Okay, pines have the long needles. Like, they'll be about they two inches long. They look a little bit long. softer. Like pardon if you, me? If, if you were to reach out and touch the needles on a pine tree, they're a little bit softer than a spruce tree. Yeah, and they're tree. two inches long where they're a, and a, a spruce tree would just be like a inch long. Ah, okay. I don't know. Okay. Truly, I've never looked at it that closely. I okay. planted it and then grow and live, and it's and now it's it's this tipping over at the top. It sounds, I'll be honest, it sounds like more of a spruce tree, and it could be that weevil. If you get it at the top, and it looks like it, like a hook crane, like or a cane on the top, and it sort of looks like it's weeped over and died at the top. Yes. Okay, and that's a weevil. It gets in on the new branch, like a little maggoty thing, yes. and they get in on the new growth on the top, and they start eating the tree from the inside out. Okay. So what you need to do is, obviously, with a tree like that high, you need to get an arborist in to get up there and cut that out. Okay, so t- cut the crown off? Yeah, and and you have to go down until you don't see any more little maggot holes. Ah. Uh, so, so, and then this spring, do a really, really good cleanup. <clears throat> excuse me, and spray pure spray green all over the ground around it as well. Um, just to, that's where they're hiding this in over the winter time. And then they, yeah, and then they hatch out and head up the tree in the early spring. Because mm-hmm. I have others, other trees beside it. I know one is a blue spruce and it's yeah. fine. Um, and they love blue spruce. So. But it has, they haven't touched it. They haven't, okay. it's only this one tree and there's they three or sp- four beside it. One, one has died. I mean, it has mm-hmm. to be cut down. Yeah. So maybe that weevil got those. Yeah, so you. you might want to give our guys a call up, prune it up, get Mark to come out and have a look at that and uh, and get that cut out and uh, assess your other trees for you as well. Right. Okay. Is there any is there any uh, spray that I can put on the bark? No, they've Nothing. taken away all their systemic. We used to have a really good weevil um, um, uh, little, uh, systemic chemical that you said but we we can inject it for you like we have a we have an injection system that we can do that we can inject the tree for it uh-huh. and all the ones that aren't affected okay um so we can definitely do that for you um but they've taken any of that kind of stuff off of the retail market yes of course so then when they cut this off then what do we do with it do we you, it, it'll start growing a new leader yes. and then in a couple of years you'll choose one so we'll come, yeah. have somebody come back out cut out one of the and just keep the strongest leader going straight up. Okay, but what about the stuff we cut off that would have weevils in we, it? What we do dis- I do with that? We dispose of it. Yeah, a burn it. Yeah, is the best thing. I just okay. get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on a farm, so I can pop it in a burning barrel or something and yeah. not let it get. But you just you want to get up there and obviously when it's being if it's thirty feet high like you're saying, yeah. I would just be careful up there and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah, that's uh, that. Um, Weevil is a nasty little... It's making its way through Calgary, right? We've well, because all the systemics more. have been taken off the market. And again, um, it's one of those ones that if it's not controlled or looked after... And it sounds like it's already spreading at Hazel's house. And maybe. the funniest one is when it goes after the blue fox willow. You'll oh. see your willow sitting there yeah. and you'll see a whole bunch of sawdust at the base of your willow. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just falls over and you open it up and then there's and all those... And weevil. Yeah. All and that's little. the same weevil. I'm not sure if it's the exact same. Different, it's a different type of weevil, but weevil it's Weevil activity. Yes. Ah. They do that. Do we have same. a minute for some quick praise? For yes. I just want to read this text response that I loved. Yeah. Um, thanks for 
for sending this in. Uh, it says, there was a question around uh, at what ratio would you add your fertilizer to yes. garden soil? And we were talking about using the Green It Up lawn fertilizer in other applications other than lawn. And it makes a, it's a slow release fertilizer. It's a great fertilizer to put in the garden. And the response was, I love this. Thanks. I've used Green It Up for three years now and have the most jealous neighbors in the city. Best grass that I have had in all my time in Calgary, non-cannabis. <laughs> I just love that comment. That was great. So, and we were chatting in the break about lawn fertilizer. Um, I'm a total hippy dippy natural kind of gal, and I have never used a lawn fertilizer before. But I did pick up um, some green it up, and our lawn, along with you know a nice cooler, wetter summer, uh, and that lawn fertilizer really helped turn everything bright green. You know, very lush, less nice dandelions. I, I didn't have to dig up as many dandelions as, you know, I generally don't, but sometimes they get so rampant that I kind of try to stem them back. But yeah, this this last summer was really great. Um, so it's good to hear people are having good results with the greened and, up lawn fertilizer. And for, so the ratio, a bag, I would put it on, if you're adding it to your tree and shrub beds or flower beds, you can put it on at the rate of the spring application. So mm-hmm. I would do it, the one bag will cover 3,000 square feet. So you just divide up. Mm-hmm whatever size you have to that thing. Okay. It's pretty clear on the the direct. I mean, I I just feed the chickens. That's my yeah. technique, right? I just sort of put some in uh, in a cup or in my gloved hand and I just sort of toss my hand from side to side and I feel like that's... that's no, in the nice way in the garden too, if you have, if it's just regular soil, you can just sprinkle it all over and then just run the rake over, spread it right. out. Spread it, it out it's evenly. very impo- It's almost impossible to have too much mm-hmm. uh, unless it's just totally covered, but it'll work. It's a slow release, so all the nutrients will go in. Um, just spread it, figure out the square footage, get whatever bags you need for that square footage, mm-hmm. dump it in, then just spread it out with a rake and, and you'll be fine. And it, it's a great slow release. It's also really good for all your hanging baskets. If you're doing any of those or your flower pots, mix it in with the soil. Great for it's annuals. a, yep, it's a yep. slow release, has that high middle number. So it, it, it's great for all those, uh, handy little things. I just like the comment there. That was nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company for pruning or removals. Bruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, pruning, they love doing pruning in the wintertime. Because you get to get up there and you see the whole structure of the plant and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Look at the bark. A lot of you just see any dead damage or disease branching, things yep. like that. So. I drove past a yard the other day coming home and I had never seen this before. I don't know. I've been by there a zillion times, but for some reason now with all the leaves are off, I looked up and it was, uh, it must be a choke cherry. Yeah, just oh, black knot. Oh, just more black knot than not, right? Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> oh man, like the tree needs to be cut down. Yeah. But there it was between a garage, um, you know, it was between houses. And I just thought, man, that... It, and you don't see it, like you're saying, because when in the summertime, no, it's, it's full of leaves. the purple yep. leaves and the, it blends in, the yep. black nut blends right in. You don't see it, but in the wintertime... There it is. It worries me a bit. I mean, you can tell that tree has never had any love. It's just, it's probably a volunteer growing near, too close to the foundation, and it really should be cut down. And but that's a variety of tree that 
kind of makes me sad because we did have a really good variety of it before. You'll see them in Princess Island and in Sundance, and then they switched to more of the Bailey's Select. It's a mm-hmm. it's a more aesthetically pleasing tree, I guess. Maybe um, maybe quicker to grow, or you yeah, know, on the and nursery the other one side. looks a little bit wonkier. Yeah. It weep, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's a lot more black knot resistant. So we do have that. And I gotta check in and see where Vaughn's at with that. See if he's uh, where where some of our newer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Schubert's are coming along because we uh, took some cuttings, some tissue culture and stuff. And uh, I'd like to get them going because it is a great tree. And uh, like I said, we you'll see them in Princess Island Park, and they're they're weeping. Um, they're not. They're not. Um, they're more black knot resistant. Especially I think our neighbor has one, um, and it and it does. It has that. It it loses Shiny limbs leaf. in a you know in yep. a bit of a windy day, but it's it's um, it's she doesn't have black knot with nope. it. Uh, it weeps a bit. It's gorgeous. Has a beautiful shape. Those leaves come out green yep. and turn purple. Yep. Um, fact, same as a Schubert. It is a yeah. Schubert. It's just, it was the other variety before, and then in all of our human beings, the we older always, cousin. The yeah, we like to, older yeah, cousin we want to make we... it look better, right? <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. messed with the yeah. genetics of it um, to grow to create a little bit nicer growth pattern. Mm-hmm. But in in the way of doing that, they took away some of the some hardiness. Things are lost, yeah, yeah that, and that happens a lot in in our industry, right? All right, let's go to the phone line. I'm going to see what Joanne's up to. Good morning, Joanne. Hi. Hi. Um, how can we help you? Um, in Calgary, but I'm in the East Kootenays where there's no cell. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I planted garlic. So um, does it need to be covered? Because there's no snow. There's nothing to... I would mulch it. Yeah, I would definitely um, give it some heavy mulch just to encourage it to stay dormant, right? Until until the conditions are favorable for it to come up and, and to grow without any damage from winter. Okay, so if I put... Um grass clippings on it now well it- I, I wouldn't put raw grass clippings though like if it's green. unless they were broken down quite a bit yeah. i think even okay. um just like aged mulch works yeah. great um you could use straw uh even yeah i'm just trying to think of something like, i have yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah straw or um bagged leaves you know dry it's just something that's going to be dry nothing too okay. fresh and green Okay. Um, yeah. Or sea soil, like if you do want to get yeah. something like some sort soil of soil amendments, because that way when you over the winter and then in the spring you can just mix it right into the soil, and then you're kind of killing two birds with one stone or okay, one bag I'll do of, that. of yeah. sea soil. So <laughs> I also have um, my neighbor gave me a cedar tree which did not grow at her house, and I planted it here. Mm. And deers ate the whole thing. <laughs> they love it. Cedars have vitamin C in them, yeah. so they the deer um, love to munch on 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 cedars. And yeah. you'll you'll just have to actually create a barrier. You can use Bobex or plant skid a spray, but um, we tend to see a lot of people will just go ahead. Especially and, out there, it's yeah. They wrap yeah. the tree or and, and make sure it's in something that's quite they breathable. They turn them into topiaries. <laughs> yeah, they look kind of mushroomy because you can tell where the deer can't reach anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the tree's because full there. A lot of people around here have cedar trees. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I was like, I'll take it. So, <clears throat> well, they'll grow and, like crazy, um, but you do have to create a barrier like Joanna was saying. Okay. Um, either wire in, and or you can use a Bobex product. Um, and spray, okay. but you have to be fairly diligent because they love eating those, so they're going to come at it. Yeah. Um, but if you use no the Bobex, yeah. But if you use the Bobex and if if you're spraying it once a month, um, it'll definitely help. You need to interrupt okay. their. You need to interrupt their pattern of visiting. Okay. So however you do that, whether it's like a, 
like motion sensor uh, spray or like a sprinkler, yeah. whatever. And out there, it is. that's okay. an inexpensive evergreen. You can usually yeah. get the cedars fairly inexpensive, and they usually grow really well there. As, yeah. as compared to Calgary. So um, it's a great one to have, and it adds a really nice feature. It gives you that green, lush foliage, which is very nice, and then on a year-round yeah. basis, it's it's really nice. But, yeah, you just yeah. got to um, figure out a way to work with the deer, and sometimes it's the stucco wire and three posts around the outside of it mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll All do right. that. Okay, so I have one other question. Okay, um, I'm just going to put you on hold, yeah. and then we'll get you after the break. Yeah. All right. I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Hold Welcome back. What a great uh, New Year's song, eh? Yeah. Brian's it always reminds good. He me always... to uh, slow down and enjoy the moment. Taylor Swift. <laughs> there you go. She has some good stuff, old Taylor. Yes, yeah, she does for sure. Yeah. I like her. New, I like her most recent songs. They're pretty, pretty fun. Are they good? Mm-hmm. All right. Trust you. Trust you on that one. <laughs> the ones I heard on the radio. A couple My daughter times. Jay. I've been in the truck lately with Jaden, so I don't get the DJ beside me. <laughs> okay, hitting the buttons, and we list half a song, and then go to the next one. Or she just and now she can just take it over with her phone, right? You just, yes. Yep. She can she's just, taking over your Bluetooth. She can just sync over. That's <laughs> uh, all fun. All right, let's go back to Joanne and uh, go for her second question. Hi, yep. Joanne. Hi. So I have a question. Um, we have a lilac bush in Calgary. Yep. And we've had it probably for like 10, 11 years in our backyard. And this year, something has scraped the bark off and mm. eaten the tops of it. Is it a squirrel or is it a deer? Um, deer probably a deer or rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Low, oh. Lower or higher? Uh, it's probably about two feet high. Yeah, it's probably just a rabbit. Yeah. Oh, okay. The jackrabbits are pretty rough on, on shrubs like that. They'll they'll sort of pull a, they'll get a bite and sort of pull, and then yeah. sort of pulls a strip off. Yeah. Did, they, did it do lots of it? Yeah, they, they basically, like, it, it didn't really grow that much, but it's been there like 10 years, and it, the lilac didn't grow big. Um, it's kind of near a pine tree, so okay. it, it didn't... Like, it doesn't get a lot of sun. But so they're, yes. they're very easy to move, too. So what I would maybe do is, oh. in the spring, cut yeah. it right down to the ground, Yeah. find a new spot, dig a hole, and then dig and, that one out and then move it early, early spring. And if you can oh. get in a they're spot with easy. more sun, you'll get yeah. more blooms on yeah. it, too. And oh, okay. Yeah, get it away from that spruce tree or fir tree. But dig okay. the hole first. Like, find your spot you want to take it to. Um, dig a good size hole, like a foot or so deep, whatever, and then dig the lilac up, put it onto a tarp, drag it over to the new spot, transplant yeah. it. But I would cut it right down to the ground at that time, like four to six inches off the ground, okay. and then fertilize it after you've watered it in really good. Use the ten fifty two ten, the transplant fertilizer. Yeah, and uh, you'll be amazed. You'll have a great looking lilac in no time. Okay, I will do that. I didn't know they were easy to move. Yeah, they so. have a really fibrous root. They're pretty There's, forgiving. Yeah, they're, yep. they have a real, like, they don't really have a big root structure. They have lots of 
lots of very fibrous roots. So I've moved whole hedges, like full-size hedges, just come in with a U-blade on a tractor and just dug them out of the ground, throw them on the back of a trailer, drove them to another site. And they're like, in. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Lilacs yeah. are very easy yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as they get what they need in their new spot, they just take off. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Oh, good. Uh, a hedge that I planted like 20 years ago on a property, uh, I was just involved in. We're doing some rejuvenation at this property again. Um, I moved some of those hedges that we moved there. We moved them again into a different spot. Nice. So it's kind of neat. Like it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so very, very, very easy to move and uh, they'll perform great for you. Okay, great. I'll do that then. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open now, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Those are the talk and text line. Um, I wanted to share with our listeners, we had two great texts come in yes. around uh, the difference between conif- between evergreen trees uh, or conifers can be hard to tell the difference. Uh, what you're looking at, is it a spruce tree, pine tree, a fir, what is it? So this one came in, I love this, it said, in my education we were told when it came to identifying the different conifers by the needles um, to explain it like this. So fir trees will have a flat needle and they tend to be not quite as pokey. Um, or painful if you touch them. And if you want to see one of the best fur stands, Doug's fur stands, yeah. you go through Edworthy Park and then down in by Bonas Park at the far west end of Bonas Park, mm-hmm. there's some huge Douglas fur. So if awesome. you want to see what a real Douglas fur looks like. Perfect. Then you can get the full view, the bark and everything, the shape of the tree, what its growth habitat is. Um, so that's a fir. And then spruce trees tend to have more of a squarish needle. So when you kind of spin it in your finger, you can feel that it's got some edges on it. And then pine trees, um, their needles will be usually longer and they tend to be bundled. So they they tend to come out of the sheath in twos or more um, and they're softer. So that if you're if you're wondering um, what kind of trees you have on your uh, in your property, you can go ahead and, and check that check those out. Yeah, a lot of times people call all evergreen pines for the most yes. part. In Alberta, we tend to have a lot more fir and spruce, spruce. native spruce. Yeah, a bit of a misnomer, but you know, um, that's that's how to that's a quick and easy way to tell what you've got. And if and of course, if you're still not sure, you want to know even beyond what variety of spruce or pine, um, you can always have a professional come out and have a look and ID that for you. And we should probably, we're going to talk about trends because it is mm. our New Year show and we're know, at the, we're, the we're end of the year. We're coming to the end here. Yeah, our last Saving show the of the year. trends for the end. Absolutely. <laughs> um, some of the big ones, and I guess they've, they've been, as our yards and that get smaller and smaller, trying to do some of that, I guess, vertical. And I'll let yep. you do some of these. You yeah, go, for sure. You, you mention them and then we can chat okay. about them. Okay, this is my wheelhouse. So a lot of people call in to the shop and they want to know, you know, how to improve their property, what to do. Um I want to be the trendiest guy on the blog. Yeah, okay? you want like the like the person using the green it up. They want you know the neighbors are jealous um, or you know inspired, right? So yep. we live in the city here in Calgary. Um, most of us have pretty limited space, so there's all kinds of awesome trends coming up here, and and have been for the last couple seasons around making use of vertical space. So we'd mentioned a couple in the show that espaliered apple trees. Um, raised beds, uh, doing some trellising, um, planting in layers. So you can think of things in guilds instead of just sort of like, this is my vegetable garden and over here I'm going to have trees. You can actually do things that um, round out your your beds in a way that you have multiple layers of plants. Yeah, so attaching window boxes heights. to fences. Yep, window um, boxes. Um, lots of DIY potential in that too. Um, and we work in that 
in that realm every day, all day long in the season. So yeah. great ideas at the shop as well. If you're just sort of wondering, you need some ideas. I think, and some of those are quite easy. Like a lot of times, just a simple cedar box, and even if you mm-hmm. attach them. Like horizontally, and if you did three just sort of sporadically on your yeah. fence, you sort of create that really modern horizontal look. Yep. And, but you can grow stuff on your fence, and, and you all made of a sudden it you're softer. Yeah. Like a lot of woodwork can be broken up with some of that. So that's an idea: making use of limited space, uh, grow up instead of out. Right. Yep. Um, and then a lot of people are, uh, you know, I'm for sure an amateur foodie. I know my husband does most of the cooking, but I like to provide him with ingredients. I like to be a bit of a sous chef. Um, so I love gardening. I I get the scab off the potatoes. That's my, that's my part I play, but just making room for, um, making room for growing food in our landscapes. It doesn't have to be a separate vegetable garden. Like I said earlier, that edible food forest idea, um, or working in things like rainbow chard into your annual planters. Those are things and even that those you can... raised beds like we did on Global with Leslie yeah. on yeah. Global TV. And we're going to be doing that again this year. I was chatting with them out at Global. Good. So they want us back. We're going to be doing good, good. The, the Spruce It Up Garden on, on the I think, probably Wednesdays again with Leslie on the nice. morning in show. in the morning. That was but fun. I was amazed. And it's one of the first time I've done that much raised bed because I've always mm. had a larger garden and growing up and different things. But to do a raise, how much veggies and how much produce yeah. we did get out of that. And we yeah. planted it two or three crops. Yep. There was a lot of, there, every Wednesday there was something new going on in yeah. those gardens. And those cool. were four feet by two feet. Yeah. Right. So you can, there's always room for something like that. Uh, whether you build it yourself or you come, come find it at the shop or yeah, hire us to come We provided them in. with salads and radishes. Yeah. And, and little bites of cherry tomatoes and absolutely. herbs. Um, very easy to do things like that. Along with growing food, another um, really neat thing to do uh, that's popular is to just think think beyond our own needs. Like we've had some callers bring up points of um, that heritage home, East yep. of Calgary, right? The bees, uh, what do they need to be happy? It's not just about us and what we want to do, right? What about the the songbirds? What what is keeping them from joining us in our in our environments that we create? So when we think about bringing in water. Um, that will attract them. When we think about bringing in their food sources, that will attract them. And it's not always about keeping the animals and bugs out because they're no, not all bad. No, right? a great little water feature in your yard <laughs> is awesome. Like, yeah. And one of those basalt rock ones is probably one of the easiest water features. Absolutely. We, we drill these holes in rocks and then we, can, we have a little a reservoir that the rocks that's on top. A pump, you can either have one, two, three rocks in there. Yep. But I'm amazed at how much it gets used by nature. By, like you yeah. said, butterflies, bees, um, you see all kinds of bees and birds love it. Like yep. they have a place, they sit on the top of the rock, they use it to drink. Mm. And if you make room for the beneficial bugs and, and critters out there, you'll probably start to see less issues with, with the ones that you're battling a lot, right? So. So those are a couple trends to get us started. Yeah. Do I um, need to take a break? 1040? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. We kept going. I looked up. Yeah, no I seen 1042. We have so. lots of trends we can share. Yeah. After so the break we're, we're going to continue. But if you'd like to join us, phone lines are still wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7425. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Back to Let's Talk Gardening, and we're going to be talking some trends still here. So, Joanna, what's the what's the next one on here? We covered vertical, 
Uh, vertical gardening. Yep. Being a being a foodie, whether you're an amateur or pro, yep. just get in there and do that. Um, thinking outside our own little box, thinking of the environment in, in general and our community and neighborhood and making sure that it's open to beneficial insects and, and you know, migratory songbirds. And- and a little bit of is is giving care to sometimes if we if you do live on a boulevard and you see the trees that are newly planted, and maybe the city doesn't get there quick enough to water them, mm-hmm. it, it's a tough job. Like take a bucket from your house and maybe talk to the neighbors and everyone take mm-hmm. a turn Make and an effort yeah, together and yeah. pitch in and and. Like I see it even sometimes on our Facebook group in my community, it, it becomes uh, just complain about what they're not getting. Like they yeah. get out and pick up some of the garbage Make if it's spilled a, yeah. over. Oh, the garbage can spill. Well, pick it up. I feel like that <laughs> kind of comes when once you start handing you know zucchini over the fence to your neighbor, um, and they trade back you know a surplus yeah. of green beans, or then you start to then you can really have those conversations and recognize the common interests and but we need to do this for our trees together and yeah together gardening. we together we notice that this median is looking really ragged and maybe get over there and you know best practices and maybe Tidy permission or ask for forgiveness after i don't know how you want to do it but just taking initiative as yep. a community, um, and I, gardening brings and people together. And water is probably one of the easiest things. We can all take yes. a bucket, and we all waste yep. a bucket at home. Yep. I guarantee. Pull it out of the rain barrel. I, I apologize. I know I waste a bucket here and there, but we could probably fill up a bucket every so often, take it out to your boulevard trees, yep. Yep. and give them all a shot. Them out. And it's, it benefits everybody, right? Absolutely. Um, we get a ton of interest. Uh, for People are always asking, at almost every landscape job we've done, one of the main uh, requirements for our clients is that it's low maintenance. Yeah. So we're right. We again, especially here in Calgary, we're all hardworking folks. Every most people are out, you know, going to a job every day, going to school, busy lives, um, and it's it's really tough to have a zero maintenance landscape. But there yeah. are a lot of things you can do, xeriscaping, uh, for example, or mulching, just mulching. Um, just again, little tips and tricks with with maintenance and method, but also just starting with the right ingredients. Yeah. So looking it's, it's at native the, varieties or looking at varieties that don't require a lot of water. And if you don't want to do a whole bunch of gardening, don't plant a whole bunch of perennials. Exactly. Like there's a few perennials you yep. can stick with more of the really nice foliage shrubs. Yep. Like there's lots of nine barks. Um, um, get some boulders in there. Get some yeah. hardscape. Like honestly, what, if people say I want no maintenance because I'm not going to be here all summer. You can um, do some great shrub beds that yeah. look phenomenal that will bloom intermediate through the season. Yep. And with the right foliage, that's going to look It'll Stellar. look great, and and if you're not fussing over it and and upset with it, you'll probably have a better feeling about it. It will look better. Your neighbors will like it more. It'll just be in general a better situation. Yeah, but so. if you get a design with 400 perennials in it, Ooh, you're and, not going anywhere in the summertime. No. <laughs> you're going to pay somebody a lot to look after it. That's for a gardener, right? Yeah, that's for a gardener. And and, and we do, you know, um, I we did some English cottage garden designs this summer, and it's so great because the client knows they know what plants they want they know how to care for them they're retired this is what they've been looking forward to for years and it's not everybody's bag but when it is we're right there to help with that too absolutely Um, and we we're it's our bag to take a commercial break right now (laughs) all right you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
Welcome back and uh, continue on some gardening trends. One that we had some experience with this year, we, we got in these new um, self-watering pots mm-hmm. and we had one of our, our listeners send in some pictures of her African violets. And that to be were mind-blowing. Yeah. I've never seen one so covered in blooms But that's like a that. perfect plant for a self-water. Yep. They love just that water coming from underneath. You don't want to get water on African violet leaves. Yeah, but these things really were like, um, it probably had 200 it flowers was on it. Yeah. More, more blooms than leaves. I've never yeah. seen that before. Um, so, But those are great for a lot of the plants that we have now, and it's a great way if you if you just want to, you just fill up the bottom, it just self-waters. It, yep, it, easy. Yeah. User-friendly. Yeah, and we have them in a f- bunch of different sizes. So that's just another way of trying to create success and that's the biggest deterrent from gardening is sometimes um it creating a bit of success i always tell people like yep. don't i see people come in the garden i'm going to start a garden this year first time and they have 500 packs of seeds oh I'm my like, goodness let's yep. just Cut maybe back. buy Cut yeah buy like <laughs> 10 packs let's just start a little bit smaller yep. and they're looking at me like well shouldn't you try and sell me more i should but <laughs> no I was, you want to create a lifelong gardener yeah. yeah so i've seen that too um people will sort of come at us wanting landscaping done and really what as a consultant I really want to find out how do they want to use their space like how do they how do they look forward to using that space so even creating the outdoor kitchens or just maximizing our outside time when it's warm enough to do so or creating you know getting a space that has overhead heaters or that's got an outdoor fireplace um, something where we can really get out more. So that's another trend I'm seeing, not just online, but yeah. right here in our own city here in Calgary, that people really want to be outside more. They want to either be out there for comfort and create a Zen space but that they can ground and recharge. Adding they, a fire table or something yeah. like that to sit around um, is portable. I have a great portable f- um, propane one. I moved it up on the deck. Actually, I take it in into my truck even when we go camping. I throw yep. it in the back of the truck. It doesn't have to be luxury and yeah. break in the it's bank. It's quite right? nice, like but it's, it's easy. How do you want to use your yeah. space? And, and actually, I end up taking it to the Global the Morning of Giving. Nice. Um, I set it up, and everyone stood around it. And it was, if you light a fire, people will come and stand around it, right? But it's so. a great way to socialize. Yep. And in new communities, like the fire tables, if you have enough room, a fire pit is great with the real wood. Yeah. But most time with the new homes, you have yep. taller homes, Smoke going into everyone's yeah. house. Yeah. Those those propane fire tables or the natural gas ones are they work a really great well. way of just creating. And, and at night, or it does cool off. It, you yeah. tend, so it's nice to take that edge off if you want to sit out a little bit later, watch some of the stars. Yep. Um, watch some of that static discharge on your... Speaking of that, office. did you notice that last night? Like the moon and I then, have looked... Oh, I, was it Venus above? No, it wasn't. It was... Um, I, I it's a it smaller last night. planet than Venus. I have been loving the night sky lately. I've been isn't just, it gorgeous? Yeah, we've had a really nice, cozy Christmas. Um, just spending time with the family. And if you get the time, go out between four thirty and five thirty and just watch some of the sunsets. If you can go yeah. down by the river or, or the, find a spot that's that crescent moon has been out. Yeah, right and where you can get a bit of silhouettes or mm-hmm. get some stuff, just get out and go for a walk between four thirty five thirty. Yeah, um, down by a river or just out in a park or somewhere. Just look up at the sky. Catch some of the sunsets. The stars have been out. It's been really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to stay up till midnight to see the sky, right? That's right. Just so. maybe like 435. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, and it was Venus. And there's another one that was just right above the moon. And I, I have the star app that I love. It's, um, it, you just, you hold your screen up to the sky. It's called Sky View. Mm-hmm. And it tells you what the planets are. You just touch on it. So right. even in the daytime, it tells you which ones are there. I'm sort of showing Joanna right now. That's pretty cool. No one can see, but even it tells right you. The, yeah, because it's just, it, here. We can see it's using the satellite um, thing on it. So it just tells you what planet 
Like that's Mars right there. Very cool. Yeah. 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 So very cool. Lots of cool things out there. Um, and again, so that's it for us for, I guess, yeah. for one year. I and hope everybody has a beautiful, safe, uh, wonderful, happy Absolutely. new year. Yeah. And Thanks you're, you're going to have a quiet. I think so. We're going to keep this, we're going to keep this quality family time going. We, it's rare for us and we've just really been enjoying just awesome. being together. We'll enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, actually we're the whole family. We're going to the hockey game. So nice. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So it should be good. Mm-hmm. So happy new year to everybody. And, uh, we look forward to, a a prosperous in 2020 for everybody in Alberta mm-hmm. and all of Canada, of course. So yeah. uh, thanks for listening and uh, toodles.